0: Hello SIBKL and welcome to our online services. My name is John, I'm one of the pastors here at SIBKL and it is my joy and privilege to be able to bring the Word of God to you this weekend. I hope you have been well. I pray that God's presence and His provision and His peace is upon all of you even in this time. Uh, My family is doing okay, thank God. Uh, We are expecting a second child really really soon so by the next time you actually see me on this pulpit god willing uh, i will already be having a second child and maybe a whole lot of eye bags as well so pray for me pray for my wife uh, pray for my daughter as we go through that big transition that's going to happen soon but we are uh, we just came out of a great series on the book of thessalonians we spent two months studying there I'm sure you benefited from it. And next month or next weekend, we are starting a new series on the book of Jude. And that is also going to be uh, something to look forward to. And Revelation, our study in Revelation also uh, would have just concluded. And we're starting the study on Daniel. So lots of incredible things happening here in the life of our church. But today, I want to bring to you a message that has helped me and I believe can help some of you out there as well as it is gonna be uh, relevant and it is also gonna be something that um, all of us are experiencing. Have you ever heard of this word called languishing? I've read an article recently that called this word the dominant emotion of 2021. Now, what is languishing? According to this article that I was reading, it is, it is not being burnt out because we still have energy, uh, and it's not depression because we are not overcome by hopelessness. But yet we are plagued by a feeling of aimlessness, of stagnation, of lack of motivation, of even directionlessness where we just don't know what is going to happen and we're just going through day after day not knowing what to think and how to feel and all that. In fact, this article goes as far as to call it as the forgotten middle child of mental health. If there was a scale, so let's say on one end, you have depression. They call it the uh, valley of ill being. And on the other end, we have flourishing, the peak of well-being. Languishing is somewhat in the middle. It's like you're not doing great, but you're not doing like so bad. You're just like, meh or like blah as some of us would say and before i go any further i want to say this though that it is actually okay to not be okay i wonder whether we don't say this in church enough that it's okay to not be okay it's okay to acknowledge your struggles it's okay to confess that hey i'm not in a place that I would I would actually want to be in. I'm not in the best place. It's actually okay. Because when we acknowledge and when we affirm what we are feeling, then we can allow the light of God to come in. When we don't instead of burying it. So I just want us to get it into our system first and foremost. It's okay not to be okay. Tap someone next to you and say it's okay not to be okay. Put it in a chat. Tell each other, "Hey, it's okay not to be Okay, and there was a story. In, there's a story in the Bible, whom I would suggest actually went through a little bit of languishing himself. So we're going to go to the Bible. If you have your Bibles, can you turn with me to First Kings, chapter nineteen, verses one to eight? Otherwise, it's going to be on the screen, and you can read along with me. Now, 1 Kings nineteen, verse one to eight says this. Now, Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there. While he himself went on the day's journey into the wilderness, he came to a broom bush, sat down under it and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he laid down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once, an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked around, and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank, strengthened by their food. He traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. You know, in this story, we see the prophet Elijah. And to those of us who are familiar with the Bible, we normally think of him as a great man of God, a great prophet. And the one chapter before this in First Kings eighteen, if you were to backtrack a little bit in your Bible, you would see that Elijah was coming off a back of a great victory. He confronted the false prophets of Baal, and he challenged them to a fight. Not only did he win that fight, he actually managed to. He was he was even able to taunt them while he was uh, defeating them. Before he defeated them, So he called down fire from heaven and he burned them alive. That was something I would say, it's definitely a great victory, a big spiritual high. But yet, fast forward now to 1 Kings 19, Jezebel, whom the prophetess of Baal was serving, she found out about this. She was obviously not impressed by what Elijah did, and she threatened to kill him. Now, Elijah, even though he had experienced a great victory in God, he went into a state of what I would say, languishing. He was feeling helpless. He was feeling perhaps even stuck. And that's how many of us are, if we are honest with ourselves. You know, July 31st, 2021 would have marked 500 days. Incredible of us being in lockdown, whether it's MCO, CMCO, RMCO, FMCO, GMCO, KMCO, I don't know what other alphabets they're gonna come up with, but we have been in some form of lockdown for so long with no clear end in sight. And maybe some of us are like Elijah, before COVID BC, you know, we were experiencing great things with God. You know, we were on, we had all this spiritual, uh, great spiritual experiences, mountaintop experiences, and maybe even going into the pandemic, we we were, some of us, myself included, you know, we were so positive. We're going to get through this. It's only going to be a while. You know, we'll make the most of it. We'll bake uh, lots of cake. We'll make a lot of Dalgona coffees, watch a lot of Netflix. Uh, attend a lot of online seminars, read the Bible. We've done all of these things and yet here we are almost a year and a half later. I mean, honestly, if you aren't discouraged, I need to learn from you. You need to be the one standing here talking to us because I am quite discouraged. I don't know what is going to happen in the future. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future that's God. I know we are living in unprecedented times. Just what is happening now with COVID and what's happening politically, it's really, I would have never imagined this would happen to our beloved country, Malaysia. Yet, unprecedented, but God is still the same yesterday, today, forevermore. And I want to look to Him and I want to learn from his word, and I want to draw from him on how we can overcome languishing. That's the title of my sermon, by the way, Overcoming Languishing. How then do we overcome languishing? Let me introduce to you another word, and this word goes like this, lavishing, lavishing. Where did I get that from? 1 John 3 verse 1 says this, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. See what love the Father has lavished on us. And this word lavish does not need great explanation, but I'll do it anyway because it is a phenomenal word. When you think of the word lavish, you think of what? lavish lifestyle, right? Maybe holidays, jet-setting, buying lots of flashy things, having big meals, meals, a lavish, a buffet with a lavish spread. Just imagine that lavish means over-the-top, unending, limitless. And that's what the Bible describes the love of God for you and I that His love doesn't run out and doesn't run dry even when we are in the pits, even when we are feeling so down, even when we don't believe it, His love is still there for us. His love will never run out and never run dry. It is constantly overflowing. And the way to overcome this season of languishing for some of us here is to bask and embrace the lavish love of God. And how can we do that? I've got four points that I wanna share with you and it's gonna be taken from the First Kings passage that we just read. My first point is this, if you wanna write it down, rest in his love. Tell someone next to you, rest in his love, type it in the chat, rest in his love. In 1 Kings 19, the passage that we just read, We see that after Elijah gets threatened by Jezebel, he goes into a slum, he's sad now, he's languishing, and what does he do? He decides. He prays to God, he prays to God, he says, God, it's better if you just take my life. I don't know whether any of you have prayed that prayer before. Maybe after being cooped up at home with two or three or four or six young kids and they're like crawling all over the place, And screaming all the time. Maybe you have prayed that prayer as well. God, please just take me now. And after Elijah prayed that prayer, what did he do? He went to sleep. He went to sleep. And we can learn something from here. The first thing is this: don't underestimate the power of a nice nap. Maybe some of us just need to have a nice nap. Maybe some of us just need to give our spouses, the ability, the time just to take a little snooze, right? And I'm reminded of Mark 4, verse 35 to 41, where Jesus was in the boat and the disciples were there with him. We know how it goes. There was a huge storm coming and the boat was getting rocked and, and you know, the disciples were fearing for their lives. But what was Jesus doing? He was sleeping he was resting resting even though it seemed like all hell was breaking loose around him yet the lord could rest in the father's love and i believe that is so important for many of us we should just learn to rest in his love you don't have to try harder you don't have to achieve so much you don't have to make the make this Quarantine, a competition, and you know, try to come up with all kinds of things. No, you just need to find that space where you can rest in His love. That secret place with God, even if it's 30 minutes or one hour a day. You know, the Bible says, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. And we need to find that space again where we can just rest in God. Rest is not just binging on Netflix, it is sometimes we get so stimulated. That even though we're not physically activated but our, men, we are mentally so stimulated. and we wonder why are we not rested? No, resting is getting into the presence of God and allowing His love and His word to minister to us. My friends, this is not a season to try any harder, but just to trust more. Would you drink from the well of God? Would you just rest in him, and get into His presence? You know, there's this is saying that goes this this way. The presence of God may not fix your problems, but it can fix your perspective. A, a minute and every second and hour spent with God is not wasted. Spent in the presence of the Holy Spirit is never wasted. He ministers to us. He recharges us and he gives us a new perspective and a new capacity and even a new grace just to take on every day. Rest in his love. Matthew 11, verse 28, Jesus himself says this, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Will we rest on the lavish love of God? Second point is this, recognize his provision. Recognize his provision. After Elijah goes to sleep and has his little kitty nap, He wakes up, woken up by an angel, and he looks around and he finds bread baked on hot coal and a glass of water. God provides for Elijah even when he was being a little bit of a whiner, even when he was being a little bit of a a complainer. God provides for him. And that's what some of us need to recognize, we need to just open our eyes, look around like Elijah did, and recognize that, hey, God has provided all that we need to get through this season. In fact, God has even provided us a means to stay connected to one another via the internet. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, they say this, oh, you know, online church is not for me, Uh, Zoom is not my thing, I don't like this, I don't like that. But my friends, can I tell you, have a little bit of shift in perspective. I would rather be able to connect to the body of Christ and to hear the word of God and to worship via the internet than none at all. And let me tell you something, this form of church online and all that kind of thing, hybrid or whatever, is here to stay. Is here to stay. We are living in these times where these things are here to stay. All we need to do is shift our perspective and recognize this is God still providing us the means to stay connected. We are surrounded by people that want to pray for us. We have a great church, you know, people, pastors and leaders that are still motivating and caring for people. We recognize that you have a community, that you have people who are willing to, and waiting to reach out to help you, whatever that you are going through, whether it's financial aid or even just a shoulder to lean on or cry on, hey, we are a family and we will get through this together. Recognize that God has provided for you and I. I want to recommend a song to you. This song is called "Jireh" by Elevation Worship. Look it up online because I love this song. Because this song, talks about God being our provider and it's a line in the song that goes this way if he dresses the lilies with beauty and splendor how much more will he care for you and if he watches every sparrow how much more does he loves us that's a powerful line and revelation and reminder right there taken from Matthew chapter 6 that God provides for us We may not be having all that we want right now, but we have all that we need. Recognize his provision, and then you will see that his lavish love is still on your life. Philippians 4 verse 19 says this, And my God who will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. The third point is this, remember to take it slow. Remember to take it just day by day. It is incredibly frustrating to not be able to determine what is going to happen in three months, six months, or even one year from now. I'm like that. I'm not a a huge planner, uh, but I like to have a certain sense of where I'm actually going. But right now, everything is just kind of like put on hold. We don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't even know what's going to happen the day after. What more, like three months or six months for now? And in some sense, a lot of us, our plans are stuck. Our plans for further studies, our plans for business, our plans for our family, for our finances, a lot of us are stuck. And even for us in the church, you know, we in SIBKL, we, we tend to plan um, for the next year, even during this time, August, to September, we're already setting a plan for <clears throat> 2020 for the for the following year and all that. And for us, many of us were still seeking God and going, man, what's going to happen? And if we look at First Kings 19, what we see was that after Elijah ate, he was going to go to Mount Horeb. Mount Sinai, the mountain of God, and it was going to take 40 days and 40 nights. It was going to be a step-by-step journey. All he had to do was take it one day at a time, recognizing that God has already provided for him and recognizing that his eyes was fixed on God. Fix your eyes on God, not on the COVID numbers, not on what's happening around politically. Fix your eyes on God and take it one day at a time. The Bible itself says this in Lamentations, Lamentations. Even the Bible has a book called that, chapter 3, verse 22 to 23. It says this, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. These mercies are new every morning. And you know the Lord's Prayer, the one that goes, um, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. How does that prayer go when it comes to the part about bread? It says, "Give, uh, give us our what? Our daily bread. Not our weekly bread, monthly bread, or yearly bread. Our daily bread. Just trust God for today. The Bible also tells us in Matthew 6 that who, or how many of you can add an extra hour or day to your life by worrying. And this is really, honestly, a true test of whether we really trust in God. Because a lot of times, we don't trust in God. We trust that God will help us execute our plans. But now we don't have that luxury. We really have to put our lives in the hands of the savior and say, God, I don't know where I'm going, but I know you. And that is what we have to do. Remember to take it slow. Now, if you're here and you're going, I'm not languishing, I'm okay. I'm enjoying myself, I'm thriving. I'm doing great, awesome. The fourth point is for you, and it is this, roll it on. Roll that lavish love of God on. If you look at 1 Kings 19 and you read further on, you will see that Elijah eventually gets to Mount Horeb. He encounters God, but after that, he goes to the field and he discovers Elisha there, and what does he do? He anoints him. He finds Elisha arguably somewhat languishing as well because Elisha is said to be just in the field, tending oxen, just minding his own business, going about his life, not knowing what is happening. But then suddenly this man of God called Elijah comes and anoints him. So for those of us who are doing well or who feel encouraged, whether slightly or, 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 or a lot, hey, Roll it on. Like Elijah going to encourage Elisha, would you encourage and reach out and help someone today? In this time, there is an endless need for help and support out there. I am sure you don't need to think far on how you can encourage or support someone. You can look to your neighbors. You can even look to your cell groups, your small groups. You can look to your relatives, whoever. And it may not even be a financial thing. It could be just calling them, saying, hello, how are you? Praying for them, encouraging them. Let's be encouragers in this time. Let's roll it on. For those of us who have experienced the lavish love of God, let's not be stingy about it because here's the principle of the kingdom. If you want more of God, you have to give it away. The more you want from God, the more you have to give it away. If you want more, forgiveness from God, you have to be free with your forgiveness. If you want grace from God, you got to be gracious to all those around you. If you want more and more love from God, you have to freely love and lavish that kind of love on those around you. Let's be encouragers. Let's be a light in these dark times, shining and reflecting His glory. Amen? Yes, Lord. Yes, Father, Lord, we thank you that your love never runs out, never runs dry on us, that the lavish love of God is available to all of us. And Lord, I want to pray right now for everyone watching. Whatever situation, whatever circumstance, no matter how dire or desperate they are in, Lord, I pray, would you minister to them? Lord, to the parents who are struggling with their children at home, will you minister to them? Will you help them? Lord, to those who are struggling with loneliness, who are feeling alone and feeling so disconnected, Lord, will you comfort them and speak to them? Lord, for those of us who are struggling to make ends meet, oh Lord, would you provide as well? Would you provide? And friends, faith, family, I just want us to reach out to the Lord right now, whatever that you are going through. I feel like maybe, I just sense in my spirit that there are some people watching here that um, maybe your marriage is, your relationship with your spouse and your family, or your family is not doing really well at the moment because of just being in prolonged proximity with them. Can I just ask, that you lift your hands to God right now and just allow God to breathe grace on you. Grace, grace. Grace over every unkind word that was said or spoken or taken. Grace, every action, grace. The Lord says, hey, don't let the mistake trap you. Don't let your guilt hold you. Don't let your anger bind you. Grace, grace in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. May the grace of God and the love of the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of us, Lord. I pray all this. Be with everyone here right now, even as we go through rocky times and uncertain days. But may we look to you and may we stick together as a faith family. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I hope that I encourage you and I hope that bless you. Listen, if you need prayer, if you want someone to talk to, if you need, if you have whatever needs whatsoever, please reach out to us. Right now, there's gonna be a link on the screen. If you need prayer, please go to that prayer uh, room and somebody, there'll be a team there of people to minister and pray for you. And also, don't hesitate to reach out to us here at SIBKL. If you need any form of help, even if it's financial aid, we are here to help you. And support you please reach out to us but once again thank you for tuning in uh, god bless you have a great weekend and we'll see you soon and our hearts and our prayers are with you god bless see you all